People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around as we continue this preliminary round of our Survivor Series tournament. Actually, we're, we're picking our brackets. Not yeah, we're picking our brackets. Bracketology, <laughs> if you will. We left off in night with 1994 as we saw Bam Bam Bigelow, the underrated Bam Bam Bigelow. You're calling it Hall of Famer in 2019. I think so, man. It should. I mean, it's it's his backyard too, man. It is. You know, yeah, so. it is. You know, the beast from the east. Uh, Batman Bigelow taking 1994. That's where we left off. We're now in 1995 Survivor Series, which took place at U.S. Air Arena in Landover, Maryland. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's even a a, a stadium anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, So this one, too, it's important to point out, this was the first Survivor Series to take place on what is now a traditional time the first Survivor Series to take place is traditional day, and that's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer the Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve tradition, although Survivor Series will always be affiliated with Thanksgiving. So, moving right along here with our brackets, we have the survivors of, first of all, we have the survivor of the 1-2-3 kid. He's back in the mix. Uh, we have, we have uh, the survivor of Aja Kong and the Second, if I'm not mistaken, all women yeah. Survivor Series match. They're kind of they kind of like come and go when it comes to women wrestling. Still, uh, and this at this time, you have the team the the whole team of the Dark Side in a clean sweep. Uh, the team of Fatu, Henry O. Godwin, Savio Vega, and the Undertaker. What a fucking motley crew that is! Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And the final Survivor Series match, their survivors are Ahmed Johnson, the British Bulldog, and the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Thompson. <laughs> Again, for a future so- episodes. A story for another time, <laughs> folks. Shawn Michaels <laughs> is uh, <laughs> is uh, the uh, the other survivor in that. Um, so let's let's start breaking it down here. Who, Quite uh, honestly. We're on, you know we're doing episode thirty nine here, Survi- mm-hmm. the ultimate survivor. We're we're, we're going to call it, I guess. Sure. And uh, I'm really surprised we haven't we haven't told everybody that story that we're referring to, and we will, but yeah. not on this episode. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old for it, us. No, it, it doesn't. It never gets old. <laughs> Who you want to eliminate first? I, I'm looking at uh, the, the the dark side, if you will. You know, people like like Savio Vega. I you I know would... what Sa- Savio is a hell of a worker. Yeah, and he's one of those guys like just give me the opportunity. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna make the most of it, and he won't half-ass it. Sure. Okay. Just keep well, him in there for a little while. Well, yeah. With that being said, uh, I'm going to eliminate Fatu. Fatu first. Yes. Okay. Fatu first. I know he's Samoan and he's tougher than nails, but uh, no, no pun intended there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm gonna eliminate Fatu first. 
Okay. Uh, and then uh, we're going to go with... <laughs> Man, again, shit or diarrhea. Now, now I'll I'll get rid of Savio Vega, and then you That's know fair. Henry Godwin again, really big fucking. He built like a brick shit house, like yeah. very underrated. Yeah. But uh, again, I I don't think he makes it very far in this in this uh, situation. No, so, I I don't see that either. So I, those three guys for me are are out of it. So the dark side minus the Undertaker are eliminated. Gone, yeah. Okay, so we got one, two, three, kid, Aja Kong. Undertaker, and then Ahmed Johnson, British Bulldog, and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I am not familiar with Aja Kong I'm not either. at all. I'm going to eliminate her. Just out of not being familiar. Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't, Sorry, I don't but... want to do her any injustice. <laughs> but we did. We, we, we were at least fair enough to where we didn't eliminate her first. Yeah, no. Know. Yeah, no. Yeah. She, can, she can survive a little bit longer. Um, also, Ahmed Johnson... Again, he's to me. He's one of those workers who, I know he's like a fan favorite at, at one time, but dude, sloppy and just accident prone. Um, I still don't understand why he wore <laughs> like thigh pads for elbow pads. I never fucking understood that. That was just weird. I think the sloppiness of Ahmed Johnson is the reason why he never. Went anywhere else. I mean, he's yeah. It's I, like I, he had no desire to get better. Yeah, you know? I, yeah. I, I don't get it. Huge, built like a brick house. Yeah, I mean, big oh, yeah. dude. Had had the look, but it just didn't have the talent. I mean, even in WWE standards, it was just like, yeah, you're not really cutting it. So that's a shame. I'm, I agree. I think Ahmed Johnson's gone. Uh, as far as one, two, three, kid, I think this is a better version than 1993. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I. I still don't have him lasting beyond beyond the final four bid, which is where he would technically be at right now. Yeah, agreed. So he's gone. Uh, Undertaker, Bulldog, and Michaels. It's it's a little tough one for me. Uh, Bulldog for me is kind of kind of lost an edge. I think in '94. Oh, that's for it to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So I I guess maybe eliminate him. Next, and then this, this would kind of be like uh, a rivalry renewed here, or at least, or maybe even beginning. The, the beginning, yeah, yeah, of of Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. I think Shawn Michaels obviously is on a rise. The Undertaker is the Undertaker, who even if he's not main eventing, he's still a high attraction guy, and rightfully so. For my money, it's Taker. In ninety in ninety five, I think that's fair to say. I think I think Undertaker takes it okay so, so that's 95 yep that's easy takers in it man on to 96 where we uh, uh we're going to be originating from madison square garden new york new york it was on november 17th of 1996 and our sole survivors kick off with bart gunn which uh, <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, one of one of my favorite podcast episodes to listen to, is the the Bruce Pritchard podcast where he does the episode for the Tough Enough competition. Or not, I'm sorry, not Tough Enough. Uh, brawl for the all. brawl for it all. Yes, yeah. thank you. 
what a shit show that was. Uh, <laughs> and and I think about that now that we mentioned Bart Gunn. But you want to hear that story, you can go listen to that episode. Uh, continuing on with our survivors, we have Doug Furness and Phil LaFon, who are a tag team. Then we have Rocky Maivia, where he was not the Rock yet. He was Rocky Maivia, complete with the curly hair and... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, if I'm not mistaken, is it, because the last match they had on the bill there were no survivors because they all got disqualified for brawling outside of the ring so what a way to finish that match huh? yeah but otherwise uh, we would have seen the likes of Farouk, Vader, Diesel Flash Funk, Jimmy Superfly Snuka and or Yokozuna so all those guys eliminate themselves via DQ so we're kind of in a in a pickle here because we're gonna have to spoil a little bit. the The Rock is in our tournament, but he's not gonna be representing nineteen eighty six. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> so that that leaves Bart Gunn, Doug Furness, and Phil Lafon. Phil Lafon, and uh, you know what? Between those three, only because of the whole brawl for all thing, I'm gonna go with Bart Gun. I'm leaving with Bart Gun too. Yeah, uh, Bart Gun. I think. Oh, this is still smoking gun, Bart Gun. Yeah, but uh, it's they're a legit tag team at this point. They're 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 taken seriously for the most part. Yeah, even though they're good coming out in fake guns and cowboy <laughs> hats and all that stuff. But uh, Doug first fell fine. I just watching the older stuff again. I'm I'm. Not really watching wrestling at this point on a live basis, but going back and watching the stuff, nothing special. Well, you me. know what? Uh, that is fair to say, but also, at this point, they're in the, the WWF. And fair enough. they're a completely different beast outside of this federation. Okay, fair so, enough. But yeah, it is what it is, and... Bark Gun takes it for 1996. So Bark Gun is representing 1996. Clear cut favorite to win this whole tournament, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> On to 1997. Um, we are having Survivor Series at the Molson Center in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. I'd never heard of this Survivor Series before. I didn't realize there was one in 97. For the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, uh, Matt is referring to the whole Montreal screw job, which overshadowed everything else on the card and continues to do so to this day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but believe it or not, we have some survivors to pick from, um, in the form of Road Dog and Billy Gunn, aka the New Age Outlaws, uh, the interrogator from the Truth Commission, which I'm drawing a blank. Who the hell is the interrogator? That's the big guy. It's Kurgan. Oh, it's Kurgan. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. You see how memorable he was. Uh, also, the British Bulldog and the uh, most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. I mean, I was such a fan of Ken Shamrock and his all the potential that man had. 
right. to have such a bigger and brighter career with the WWF. And it sucked that it didn't happen differently. Yeah. And I, I had I had him doing a lot more. And, and the thing is, too, it wasn't necessarily WWE's fault. It's, this is Shamrock. Yeah. This Shamrock picking MMA. And, I, like, I get it. That's that's his um, first love, his fighting and, and all that stuff. But... Um, comes a point in every person's life where you uh, you have to be realistic, and it wasn't in the cards for him anymore. Yeah. So, but anyways, that's that's neither here nor nor there, and uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about 1997. Uh, for me, I want to get rid of Interrogator right away. Yeah, I think it's one of those. Let's get the big guy out of the ring. Get the big guy out of the ring, especially with Bulldog still in there. Yeah. And that leaves uh, that leaves a pretty interesting final four there. You got you got the outlaws, you got Billy Gunn and and and, uh, and Road Dog, and then you got Bulldog and Shamrock. Now I got, I don't have either outlaw winning this, but I can tell you right now they're going to cause a lot of problems. Oh yeah, in this match. Oh yeah, I, I think uh, I think they take it to Bulldog and Shamrock, but they you're right they don't win. Um, yeah, they I, don't. I think eventually they're eliminated, whether it's by their own hand or not. So I'm having trouble with this one because I too am a huge Shamrock fan, and what I want trouble. Are we talking about? I, <laughs> I I don't see any trouble. I say Bulldog gets out of there. You say Bulldog gets out I of there. I say Bulldog gets out of there. Shamrock takes it. Okay, because I'm looking at Bulldog, and and this is. This is a different type of bulldog that we're dealing with here than we were. No, in, I in understand that. Years. Even with that being said, I still think Shamrock takes. The Shamrock's too hot at this point. Yep. Okay, I'm fair. That's fair because I'm looking at Bulldog. You know, this is a, a, amongst the you know the the Heart Foundation resurgence, mm-hmm. and those guys right there are one of the hottest things happening in the WWF at that time, with the exception of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. Um, or DX for that matter, but uh, yeah, as far as individuals, I think Bulldog his success was with the team, and very uh, much so, and not the individual uh, aspect of it. So yeah, uh, Shamrock wins. Shamrock represents '97. So, Sweet. So there you go. Moving on to 1998. Uh, now this was the year that they had the tournament for the heavyweight championship. Um, it happened November 15th, 1998, St. Louis, Missouri at the Keel Center, which, uh, again, I think also has been renamed since. Yeah, it's now the Enterprise Center. Currently. That could change. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we have no survivors, and Matt and I were trying to figure out what to do with this year. What do you say? Do we pick someone who actually participated in the heavyweight championship tournament, or do we pick someone who didn't participate? That's a big. You have to really go back and look at the nineteen ninety eight roster. I mean, unless you have somebody in mind, I don't. I mean, I all I can say is we we can't pick the winner of the tournament. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I, I get that. That cannot happen. That can't so happen. if we're going to stick within the tournament. I mean, there's a lot of great names to choose from. With the exception of Jeff Jarrett, he can go fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what? He's he's Ultimate Warrior. 
Who do we have in the tournament? We got we got Mankind. We got Dwayne Gill. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's, there's a good there's a good pick. <laughs> we got Al Snow. We got Deborah alongside Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> we, we got st- <laughs> we, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin We got Big Boss Man Steven Regal X-Pac Formerly known as 123Kid Ken Shamrock Who is out Because he's the 97 Correct Goldust We got The Rock Who is out Because we'll explain later mm-hmm. Big Boss Man Undertaker. He's out because he's already picked. He, he's already in. Kane. Oh, wait. I said Kane already, right? No. Kane is the last one. I forgot. There was uh, Undertaker and Kane were straight to the quarterfinals that year. Right. That's a big long laundry list to choose from. And for our tournament, there's a couple names on here that are not going to be mentioned in Survivor Series matches. That would be interesting to have in a tournament, and that's why I ask. Like, I say, stick within the tournament. Okay, it's it's a big enough tournament to, to do it with. So I mean, Dwayne Gill for sure, and I'll fuck with you. <laughs> He's not even Gilbert yet, so no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Um, obviously, a name that that sticks out is the Rattlesnake. Yeah, He's competed. In, in Survivor Series matches, but he's never been a survivor. I don't think he's ever been a victor. So, there's Stone Cold, obviously. Uh, you got Kane as, as a potential candidate. Mankind, I don't think you're going to see his name. True. So, uh, anybody anybody on this list that stands out to you, I mean, and uh, that you want to see in a tournament, of, if you're talking a Survivor Series tournament, is there anybody that, that stands out to you? Again, ideally you'd probably want to pick somebody that is victorious, but again, we can't do that. Right. So, <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to go with the easy pick. I'm not going to say Stone Cold. Not even 1998 Stone Cold? He was white hot, man, but fuck. No, I want to do something different. Okay. So no Stone Cold for me. Um, I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kane. Kane in '98 was also a hot commodity. Um, I think it's I think it's important not to be also forget mankind too. Mankind was this was um, he was at that that verge with that character. Yeah. Of of taking it to different heights, um, I'm I'm really. I'm, it's really hard for me not to go with Stone Cold. I know that's the obvious one. But with Stone Cold, again, you're talking super red hot. Uh, no, no. He was white hot. White hot, yeah. White hot. And <laughs> I just, I mean, everything he touched, man, was was money. And his, his the matches that he was putting on were, 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 were good. And, you know, for that era, I mean, I, I'm always... I'm always tougher on Stone Cold as far as wrestling abilities post neck injury, uh, but again, a lot of that's not his fault. But uh, you're right with Kane, though. With Kane, it's it's tough to bet against him because he seemed to have his hands in everything, every every major thing that was going on. And it's kind of like the Bam Bam Bigelow situation, 
where he never got the full respect that he deserved, but he was a part of a lot of major. And this is '98 Kane, yeah. as opposed to this is know. this is good Kane. Yeah, this is good Kane. Exactly. <laughs> this is respectable Kane. So, <laughs> fuck, man, to get rid of Stone Cold and, and Prim not be in this tournament, probably. Yeah, let's go Kane. Yeah, let's go Kane. All right. So Kane is representing 1998, and we move along to the final Survivor Series of the 90s of the old millennium. <laughs> 1999 brings us to uh, back to Detroit, Michigan at the Joe Louis Arena, uh, November 14th, 1999 to be exact. And our sole survivors are The Godfather, D'Lo Brown, Val Venus, hello ladies, <laughs> Mark Henry, The Big Show, and Hardcore Holly. <laughs> Big Show, by the way, that was uh, he was his own team. That's right. He mulled through all four of his uh, combatants. And then went on to win the title that night. And then went, went on to win the title, yeah. So um, that was a good night for, for the big show. Yeah, he was on a roll, man. Uh, this one, for me, is not so clear-cut. Uh, you've got I, I understand Big Show was on one hell of a roll. Okay. But um, you've got fucking Mark Henry in there. Right. You've got Godfather, who's who's not a small man. No, not 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 to say the least. And he's having a good ninety nine. And he's having a good ninety nine, yeah. And you've got a hardcore Holly. Now Val Venus and D'Lo Brown, I could give or take. Gone. Gone? Just get rid of him. All right. There's there was one name that, that popped out to me that um I think a lot of people who are listening are are, are are seem to forget. And I know you're not going to because you and I are on the same uh, mindset here, but that's that's hardcore Holly. We yeah. can't forget the the, the, the years that Harker Holly is about to have, 99 <laughs> in the 2000s. And not only that, as far as in-ring goes, that's a guy you want to see in a tournament like this. Exactly. Because, man, if if he doesn't win his match, he's he's probably going to cost the guy to beat him his match in the next <laughs> yeah. round because he, he's going to beat the <laughs> shit out of you. He's one of those guys that you just when you, when you saw your name and this is a lot a lot of wrestlers would say when you saw you, your name on the board with him, you're just kind of like fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got Bob tonight, you know. <laughs> like you know, I'm gonna be taking some extra painkillers or. You came or, a long way from a race car driver, man. Yeah, man. Um, I have I have a, a diecast of his race car. No way. Yeah, it's a oh little, man, it's a little one. It's a little, like a little matchbox one. That's <laughs> uh, pretty cool. But um, I like the Godfather here, but I, I do eliminate Godfather. I do too. His just the gimmick he was doing, like it's yeah. just it's not serious. Yeah, I could see him like like bringing in some. Uh, let's call for what it is. You can hate They're me hose. later. They're hoes. He's bringing in the hoes. That's what they were. We're not a politically correct show. What am I thinking? <laughs> They're hoes. He's bringing in the hoes. And, uh, and it's, it's not work out for him. Uh, Mark Henry. I can't remember. What this. I think this was sexual chocolate Mark Sexual Henry. chocolate Mark Henry. And that's Absolutely. why that's why I get rid of him. Because, again, you know it's, what? it's yeah, a gimmick. That, yeah, you're right. Uh, although, not, never, ever, ever sleep on Mark Henry. Because he is such a great talent. Oh, yeah. Uh, or was. He, you know, he's retired now. Uh 
I'm glad that he, that he was in the Hall of Fame because it's one of those deserving ones. Like he should Absolutely. be in anybody's Hall of Fame. So at least Big Show in Hardcore Holly. I know you said it wasn't uh, as uh, you know as, as clear, or, or, or but uh, Big Show and Hardcore Holly are our final two. My pick again. I I, I know what I said about Hardcore Holly. It's it's again. It's hard for me to bet against Big Show because this was besides 2006 Big Show. This is probably the best that he's ever been. Yeah, I agree. And that's why it's hard for me to bet against him. And I probably, out of the two, I would say Big Show. You know what? I'm going to go with Big Show, but I think he he enters our fantasy tournament here pretty battered and bruised after losing to Hardcore Holly. So, like, in, in, in wrestling games, and, and let's just stick with WWE games. Sure. You, um... You have like a your your HUD. It has like a little body figure on it. Okay. And when you get moves done to you, your body gets yellow, and then it gets like a a, bright, a light red, and then a dark red, and then a purple. Purple's like really bad. <laughs> like he's gonna be borderline yellow and light red before he starts the tournament. Yeah. Hardcore Holly. That you know. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, he's hard and like Hardcore Holly's one of those guys that he could lift Big Show. Like he's yeah, he could. You know he's. You know, he got it is weird because like the injury to his arm actually made Harker Holly more vicious <laughs> because he had a steel plate yeah in his forearm. It was the whole Lex Luger oh, situation all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a, a, as as easy as a pick, but I, I think Big Show because of how hot he was. I mean, he edges edges by the slimmest of margins against Harker Holly to represent the final. Uh, entrance of the 20th century, and that's 1999. That leads us to 2000, which took place at the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. And we, our survivors here, are there's actually just three of them. We have Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, and Jeff Hardy, who was a sole survivor in his Survivor Series match. I already know who I want. I think we're on the same page here. Uh, I'll just throw the name out there, and I guess you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, I got Benoit. Yep, I got Benoit. Fuck Perry Saturn. Don't get me wrong. Very respected wrestler to me. Um, Batshit crazy, but uh, he he you know he could wrestle. He could wrestle. He could go. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Again, I I, I don't want to take anything away from Jeff Hardy, but for me. He's he no, he can go, especially up against the likes of Chris Benoit. So yeah, I mean Jeff Hardy was having uh, obviously a good early two thousands, and um, you know good for him. But uh, Jeff Hardy was really rarely ever one of those guys that I could see winning legit winning a uh, a singles competition. Tournament. I mean, eventually the the high flying stuff has flashes. It is. And I know there's a lot of listeners there who who I talk to on a, on a regular basis. They're just like they look at Jeff Hardy as like this be all end all guy. <laughs> and it's like, look, he's flashy, but that's that's it. Eventually, the wrestling's got to be there. I mean, you yeah. can't, you can't do flips all day. You can't. I mean, even Flip Gordon's got to wrestle. I mean, exactly. And his name is Flip. So uh, Perry Saturn is the spokesperson. Of why 
head injuries need to be looked at. I oh mean, yeah, yeah. My God, and and that's not a joke. Like that's legit. Like he needs to. He should be like the the main reason. One of the main reasons why. If I'm we not look mistaken, he's he's either semi blind or blind now. He's he's lived he's, a pretty pretty terrible last yeah, fifteen years or so, yeah. to say the oh, least. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. Uh, to me, Chris Benoit, and yes, we do say his name on this podcast. Uh, Chris Benoit is really the only choice here. You know, we're th- really any part in Chris Benoit's career. If you look at it, like he's a force to be reckoned with. Like, Absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> But uh, Chris Benoit in 2000, I know he he was Intercontinental Champion for a while. Uh, he had a great rivalry with Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho and had both their numbers. I and mean, that's, that's saying a lot. <laughs> that so, is saying a lot. To kind of give you an idea of what the hell we're talking about as far as um, professional, as far as Chris Benoit in 2000. So to start off the new year, we're going with the rabid Wolverine, uh, Chris Benoit. Wraps up 2000. Going to 2001, Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Horseman country. Horseman country. But I think it's fitting because this is like <laughs> the year where they buy WCW and ECW. Yeah. And they have a lot of EC or excuse me, they have a lot of WCW guys on this card, uh, including the only Survivor Series match, which was Team WWF versus the Alliance, and. Uh, this was for sole control of the WWF at the time, or whatever the storyline was. Team WWF, of course, wins, and there's only one survivor, and this is the reason why we couldn't use him earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is The Rock. The Rock wrestles himself. <laughs> no, he, uh, <laughs> he's your only survivor, he, so... He'd make it fucking interesting, let me tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, only The Rock and Ric Flair could probably pull off a match yeah. by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but The Rock, based off of not having any competition in 2001, is representing 2001. Uh, no argument there because there's nobody else to choose. No, there's no argument right now. But when we get to 2003, I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> oh. Um,. So yeah, 2001 we have The Rock again. He is the only sole survivor. So he he pretty much gets in our fantasy tournament tournament here with a bye. Um, and we move on to 2002, which is the second time and only time, or the the, the other only time that uh, we don't have a sole survivor to choose from. Uh, this took place in New York, New York at the famous Madison Square Garden on November 17th, 2002. The former home of the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> oh, man. Shots I... fired already. <laughs> Used to, ladies we're, and gentlemen. We're a long way from April. There's, there's a lot a lot of things that can go on. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, the, the former home of the World Wrestling Federation. Um, so yeah, we are stuck with no Soul Survivor because there were no traditional Survivor Series matches. This was the year that um, birthed the Elimination Chamber. Uh, do you just want to use Elimination Chamber participants? We could. 
All right. I mean, everybody's on the table with the exception of Kane. Yep, given that, so Kane is out, obviously, because he's already been picked. Uh, so we have the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. We have Triple H, who goes into this, the champion. Um, Chris Jericho, Booker T, and Mr. Monday Night himself, Rob Van Dam. Now, for my money, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of talent in this ring. Yeah. But for my money, I'm going with Rob Van Dam. Okay. I think Rob Van Dam, given the opportunity, would, and again, no pun intended, would smoke all those guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you mean by no pun intended. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rob Van Dam is a, I mean, I'm being biased here. He's a, I'm a huge Rob Van Dam fan, of course. I, 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 I have to put another name in, in the hat, though. Okay. And it's not an obvious one. It's not the winner of, of the Elimination Chamber match. It's not the runner-up. It's Booker T. Uh, Booker T was coming from WCW. He was, he was on the rise. He was hot. He was hot. Uh, he, he was really the only, as far as newcomer goes, the only, the only one that actually had a name. And that's all because of himself. During a time when WCW was complete dog shit. <laughs> I mean, he was... He was putting it politely. Putting it politely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was rising even during a time when WCW was still good. You look in, in, the, in the late 90s. Yeah. But then he continued to, to surge and helped carry that company... It's just it happened to be a company that was a sinking ship, and it's not nothing he could do about it. But uh, comes to WWE, has rivalries with guys like The Rock, Stone Cold. I mean, he's no joke, and it's just so. And it was so unfortunate because you look at Booker T, and he's only a few months away from the biggest shovel job I've ever seen in professional <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> You know, and we, you and I have to talk about that at some point, maybe closer to WrestleMania season. Sure. But what happened with Booker T and Triple H at WrestleMania uh, nineteen? But uh, I, Booker T is is a guy that could represent any 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 point in time, especially in the early two thousands. So it's really, to me, I say take a coin out, flip it. It's between Booker T and Rob, Rob Van Dam. Man, I, I love where you're coming from with Booker T. I really do, and I couldn't agree with you more. My only problem is you have Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam is yeah. probably one of the only, if not one of the only, wrestlers in recent history to where he he was so fucking talented to the point where you could sit there and say you were better than him, and he would agree with you, but then when he got you out in the ring, he would make you look like a fucking chump. That's true. The one thing that I was... And get away with it. <laughs> the one edge I give to, to Rob Van Dam, too, and this is like hurt my argument, though I'm not really arguing against Rob Van Dam at any point. Uh, you look at Rob Van Dam in WWE, he's a guy that should never work for WWE purposes. Yeah. Yeah, and he did, and a lot of that is is finally winning over is winning over the fans to the point where Vince had no choice. But yeah. let's let's face facts here: Vince McMahon is a stubborn bastard <laughs> that will go against his own crowd. Say, oh no 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 no, they don't know. They, trust me, they they don't know what they want. I know what they want. 
Just look at the graphic for episode 38, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and and yet, this is a guy that pins John Cena in the middle of his prime. I know we're talking a few years later. Yeah. But no matter how you look at Rob Van Dam, he just works for WWE because he's so damn talented. Yeah. And I, in spite of everything, he is the, the, like the last guy that should work for that company and he, he works so uh yeah I if I'd go I'd go 51-49 Rob Van Dam it works I, for me I think yeah I, I think Booker T is super close he, he's I mean I'm not I know you're not arguing Booker T in, in the sense of where his talent is no no it's just uh yeah uh, Rob Van Dam is is is, is, uh, is such a hot commodity I think he comes out he should have I mean Obviously, he's going to get mistreated in a match like this in 2002, but especially when you got guys like Triple H in there. That's the only guy I'm going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> Getting his shovel out and you know burying talent. Uh, not in our tournament. You're not going to bury anybody. So Rob Van Dam is the representative of 2002. We had the good old Texas, Dallas, Texas for 2003, American Airlines Center. And our survivors are John Cena, Chris Benoit, and Randy Orton. Randall Orton. Randall. (laughs) Randall Orton. Such a lame, like, such a lame guy. He names his his finishing move after his initials. Yeah, right. Oh, that's that's clever. (laughs) I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, So because of... Um, a similar situation with The Rock. Randy Orton is officially eliminated from this year. Also, we have already picked Chris Benoit, so that leaves only one person. Dude, he just Hogan his way into this He just tournament. did Hogan his way into this tournament, and that being John Cena. So, um, Sorry, Christian, we tried. Yeah, we tried, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to keep that asshole out of there. So Cena wins 03. Does, that was a quick one. Does I, 2003 Cena help at all? Or did you hate him then, too? I never liked Cena. Never liked no, him? No. I, oh, my God. I. You know what? We were uh, we were in attendance at a SmackDown one time. I don't remember... I don't remember which uh, which year it was, but I, I know it was... It was back when he was doing his whole thugonomics thing, and I had, I had a uh, Georgia uh, Georgetown Hoyas hockey jersey on. Okay. Uh, I had been out like all day that day, and then I met up with uh, my close friends, and we went to SmackDown. I didn't have time to change or anything. I wasn't trying to like cosplay John Cena or anything. And this guy, uh, I'm walking uh, with my sister. My sister went with us. I'm walking over to meet uh, one of our mutual friends. Uh, he was at the concession stand getting some some beer and such. And he sees me and he calls out my name. And this guy bumps into me and he goes, Oh, look, it's John Cena. Because I had this big hockey jersey on and, and whatnot. And I gave him the fucking business like you wouldn't believe. And keep in mind, back then I'm I'm like a good 285. Okay. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big boy, and not that I'm much smaller these days, but uh, and I was taking nobody's shit. So, 
guy immediately got a shove back, and I looked at him like, do something. Yeah. I, you know, so. You weren't taking that John Cena comment. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't today either, wonky eye or not. That's John so. Cena. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so John Cena is, is the, the only choice in 03, unfortunately. That's like picking shit and diarrhea. <laughs> you get both. Yeah, there's no way to fight that. I mean, <laughs> you know, we I mean we could have we could have been dicks and picked somebody else in 2000. Yeah, no. But, uh, let's let's be fair. Yeah, we're gonna let it happen. That's some of bitches in. So. <laughs> and we move on to 04. And uh, this this time around, we have uh, many more survivors. Uh, this is taking place at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio, November 14th, 2004, to be exact. And uh, our survivors for this year are the legendary Eddie Guerrero, The Big Show, which he's out now, yeah. John Cena, who just won via default, so he's out now, and because of a similar situation coming up, Randy Orton is also out now, leaving the only winner here, Eddie Guerrero. And I am way the fuck okay this, with this that. This is a totally different conversation here. <laughs> <laughs> we are I, not biased at all. I think even if that weren't the case, and we had all four to choose from, and there were no other default stipulations or whatnot, yeah. I still would have picked Eddie Guerrero. Out of those four... And that year, especially too. I mean, Eddie Guerrero in many years. Yeah. But and again, that's me being super biased. I I'm <laughs> I'm a mega Eddie Guerrero fan. Um, I, but yeah, 2004. Who was hotter than, than Eddie Guerrero? 2004 right. and 2005. Yeah. And I, I hate saying 2005 because obviously that was the year that Eddie passed. But uh, like he was just on fire. He on was. fire. I mean, whether he was in the tag team picture. Or world champion, or doing the things with Rey Mysterio, uh, he was just absolutely nobody. Nobody could touch him, as far as, as uh, the street goes. But uh, you know, Big Show no four, not a big deal. Cena was obviously on the rise. Orton was on the rise, but uh, still didn't hold a candle to Eddie Guerrero. No. So, yeah, e- even even without the default uh, pick here, Eddie Guerrero takes two thousand four easily. Sweet. Uh, so, in 2005, it's going to be pretty easy. Uh, it did take place in Joe Louis Arena back in Detroit. Detroit? If I'm not mistaken, this is the third Yes, uh, Survivor the third series. Survivor Series took place at Joe Louis Arena, Detroit, Michigan. So, they did a Team SmackDown versus Team Raw Survivor Series. That was the only Survivor Series match of 2005. Only one Survivor, and it's the reason why we couldn't pick him before, and that's Randy Orton. Not that I would have. But, no. Yeah. No. So Orton so. gets in by default for 2005. So uh, I've never been a big Randy Orton guy. I I don't. I'm I'm not saying he's uh, shit or diarrhea, but sure. Um, also, he's just I don't know. He's he's never really done anything for me personally. I know he's second generation and and all that. Third generation. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, he's he's never really done too much for me. So he gets in by default for 2005, and we're gonna move straight on to 2006. Yeah, it's not as uh, it's not as easy in 2006. I promise you that. <laughs> there's, there's actually gonna be some debate in here. I, I, 2006 takes place at the Wachovia Center in one of my favorite cities, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Go Eagles! 
<laughs> I can't even talk to you. <laughs> my, my Giants are so bad. It's my second year in a row. Uh, our sole survivors to choose from this year are the legendary Ric Flair, uh, the whole team DX, which includes CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, and then uh, John Cena and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> so Cena's out because he's already he's already in by default. Yeah. Um, I love how you had to keep saying that too. It's default. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going he was, to. He was not picked. There's a fucking asterisk <laughs> if there ever was right there. Uh, so we have both Hardy brothers to choose from. Yes. We have Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yes. Uh, CM Punk. Yes. Ric Flair, Bobby Lashley. I've never been. I've also never been uh, big on Bobby Lashley either. He's got nothing going for him besides being big. He's just big, and and That's it. it kills me because it, we we just had this discussion the other day because I know you are not. Um, necessarily married to the idea of having Leo Rush be his mouthpiece. There's a lot of people that think that works. I think it's just there. I don't think it works all the time. I don't think it fails all the time. Hopefully it gets better with time if they're going to keep them two together. Yeah. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. For me, Lashley's... There's also other things, too. I have have my problems with Leo Rush, too. Yeah. So, but, yeah, another time. Um, Bobby Lashley, I, I if we can, let's do the big guy thing. Get him out. Get him out. Yeah. Get him out. So <laughs> there's uh, certainly enough guys left over to do so. Um, yeah. So that leaves the entire team DX, and of course Ric Flair. Ric Flair obviously is much older. Ric Flair. Yeah. We saw him last time. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, he uh, doesn't work for this for me. So actually, I mean, he was actually part of a, a team legends. There you team go. Anyways, I think that says it all. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that that's that's it's all on one team. You know, you got CM Punk, you got the Hardys, you got and you got Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Um, how, where do you start? Where do you who do you who do you eliminate next? I mean, I say H. You think H? Yes. Okay. Is it just out of resentment? Or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, you're honest, man. Yeah, it, it is completely out of resentment. Uh, how dare you? This is for Booker T. I did this one for Booker yeah. T. Yeah. I did it for The Rock. <laughs> you remember that one with Rikishi? <laughs> that made no sense. Uh, I'm okay with, with Triple H being out. Um, I, 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 say, I say let's do this. Let's... CM Punk, let's leave him in there for right now because he's the only one. Pick one Hardy and then pick one member of DX. And obviously we're going to go with Shawn Michaels in this case. Yes. Um, as far as 2006 is concerned, I'd get rid of Matt and stick with Jeff. He's having, I think he's, been having, he's having a better 2006 and 2007 for that matter. That's true. Um, so I'd go with, with Jeff Hardy. And then CM Punk, who is obviously having a, a really good 2006 um, and he's on the verge of winning his first world title very soon. If he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't done it yet. But um, I have, to, you know, obviously for those who know me personally, know that I am one of the biggest CM Punk marks. Have been I, ever since I, I I saw him in independent wrestling, and uh, so I have to like 
kind of separate to the fanboy of me. Like, oh my god, I get to pick CM Punk. And I, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably my only chance to put him in the tournament. It is. But uh, I, I can't look past the, the year that Shawn Michaels is having. Probably his last great year as yeah. an in-ring performer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would probably take, out of those three, a 2006 Shawn Michaels. Though a, a 2006... CM Punk is extremely close. It is. And you know what? Um, I know Shawn Michaels is having a, a, a banner fucking year here, but um, I'm going to go with CM Punk. I know I, there's there's a lot of our, our listeners and uh, a lot of our, our close friends. Yeah. It seems to be 50-50 when it comes to CM Punk. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's a love or hate kind of guy. He he is. He is. I know he's not the easiest guy to deal with. And uh, I'll tell you what, I met him earlier this year. The, right. And there was a fan that was about 10 people in front of me that pissed him off royally. <laughs> and I, I'm i just thinking to myself, like, he's, he's going to be a dick. He's going to be like, let's get it over with and be done with it. I have to say my piece. And he looked me in the eyes and he's, you know, he thanked me. He said, oh, man, thanks, man. And, and like... I asked we went for pictures if we could throw up the straight edge because I'm straight edge. And he looked at me again. He's like, man, I haven't had that request in a long time. Like, of course, let's do it. And he did it for me. And like, and then I shook my hand. I shook, shook my hand. I shook his hand. <laughs> That's how conceited I am. I was like, hey, look at me. <laughs> I shook his hand. And again, and I was like, you know, it was an honor. And he's looked at me. And he's like, man, the pleasure's all mine. You know, thank you so much for all the support. You know, and there wasn't much else to say. He had other fans he had to attend to, which, you know, I understood. It's a convention. Um, I'm not going to be one of those dick guys that hold them up because <laughs> you dealt with them more than I do. There's, there's a lot of those guys. There's a lot of those people. But uh, I, he was he was really cool. But I, I do know the beast that is CM Punk, and I know he's one of those guys that you can catch him on a bad day, and he's going to be mega dick to you. Yep. So... Same thing goes for in ring. You know, I've I've heard some some stuff about in ring, and again, he can be mega dick. But the pro the difference between him and like let's say a guy like Ultimate Warrior or Lex Luger is that he can go. And he can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can put on some phenomenal matches, and that's the difference is that he's actually really talented in what he does. Um. There's a part of me that wants to fight you on this, but there's a bit other part of me that's like, <laughs> you said it, so let's go and see a punk. So I'm going to save my, my fight for another day here, and I'm I'm going to say two, uh, 2006 belongs to CM Punk. All right, it's settled. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, that brings us to 2007, where we uh, emanate from the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida on November 18th of 2007 and our sole survivors for that year are are just a few in, in the uh, they were teammates and they are Triple H and Jeff Hardy that's it so Those your choices there yeah shit or Diarrhea. You're not feeling Triple H today. Huh? I'm not, man. I'm not. It, 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 <laughs> dude, I have a love-hate relationship with him because, 
like don't get me wrong like he's part of the clique and yeah. like I love that but right. over the years like he just he seems to consistently rub me the wrong way but I love it that he's the reason behind NXT yeah <laughs> you know it's like fuck man so I don't know man uh, how do you feel about both of these guys both of them had a fantastic 2007 yeah oh yeah to me, trip. This was the last like really great full year of Triple H, and out of the two, I go with Triple H for that reason. I'm I'm, I'm gonna save my. You save your fight for another I'm gonna time. Say, yeah, I'm gonna save okay. my fight for another time. So, so we'll we'll stick to Triple H. Yeah, I, again, that's that's all due respect, to Jeff Hardy. He's definitely coming on his own as a single wrestler at this point. But I, I think oh seven belongs to Triple H. That was that was a really last really good full year for Triple H. Um, but and I, and as far as Triple H goes, I'm not his greatest greatest fan either because he does NXT. As far as, let's just stick with on on screen stuff here. Okay, he does NXT, but then he does the main roster stuff where it's just like, oh my god, I get it. You're like. <laughs> the reincarnation of Mr. McMahon and it doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't work because believe it or not is that Vince wasn't trying. <laughs> yeah, he was just being himself. He's just yeah. <laughs> so it's just like read the room. Read the room. It it doesn't work, so stop. But um yeah, as far as two thousand seven goes, it does belong to Triple H. That goes to two thousand seven where we are at the T D Bank North Garden. Two thousand eight, sir. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> oh. This is a 2008, uh, which emanates from the TD Bank North Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, that's another another favorite of yours as far as seas go, right? Uh, yeah, I am a Celtics fan. Celtics fan, so yeah. Also, I also can't speak because my bowls are terrible. So <laughs> I like shitty teams, apparently. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, survivors here. We got uh, Shawn Michaels, who... Uh, oh, no, he's still in it. I was going to say he's eliminated, but he's not. He's, no, he's, he's still, still in it. Uh, Rey Mysterio, the great Kali. Oh, boy. Uh, we have Beth Phoenix. Beth who, Phoenix. Uh, all women in the Survivor Series matches are back. And uh, we have Randy Orton, who is gone, and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Sorry. Oh, no, we don't have a final four yet. We, no. we have five. Um... First guy I'm throwing out is is Great Khali. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, sorry folks. Any any Great Khali fans out there? I'm sorry you have bad taste in wrestlers. I yeah, really yeah, that was that's. He's just he's a dude no. who he's a he's an attraction. Yeah, he's a giant, and I get it, and that's great. But he couldn't wrestle to save himself. He couldn't wrestle his way out of a wet paper bag with scissors in his hand. That's how bad of a wrestling yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty uh, cringeworthy of a career. <laughs> so, so that leads us to a final four: Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, Beth Phoenix, and Cody Rhodes. And and, and again, we're talking about women's wrestling during a time when women's wrestling is pretty meh. Mm-hmm. It's more looks than than performance. But then you have Beth Phoenix. Yeah, you do have Beth Phoenix, and uh, she could. You know, first of all, she's not your average uh, woman wrestler at this right. time. Um, she definitely has the physique. She's fucking uh, built like a brick shit house, man. Uh, I, I and has the talent. Yeah, and she, she has, has the go. talent to go. So uh, I'm actually going to eliminate Cody Rhodes next. 
Cody Rhodes in 2006 gone. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not even going to question that. Yeah, he uh, obviously well, these days he's a completely different. Yeah, we're beast, not we're not talking about the American Nightmare here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We're we're just talking about we're talking about the the legacy at the time. Yeah, and he's a lackey. He is. So, but he's also younger. You know, we're, yeah, we're, no, we're, yeah. This is, that's, this is ten yeah, years that's ago. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, that leaves that leaves Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, and Beth Phoenix. Uh, now we're dealing with an 08 Rey Mysterio. Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about 08 Rey Mysterio? Uh, I'm I'm gonna eliminate him. Gone. Okay. Yeah. I I, I that's definitely not one of his strongest years. Uh, so we're stuck with HBK and Beth Phoenix. And again, I'm intrigued by what you're about to say here. Yeah, we're stuck. We're stuck with with, with these two. And uh, again, HBK. This is what the like the fourth or fifth time he's had an opportunity to get in our yeah our <laughs> fantasy tournament here. But guess what? Not under my watch. I think Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix takes yeah. it, huh? You know what? I, I I'm not. I wasn't even going to. Uh, throw the argument for this one i was actually potentially going to use my argument not that you know <laughs> if 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 beth phoenix was eliminated especially if she was eliminated early since episode two you and i have talked about women's wrestling and how it needs to be finally taken seriously and respected mm-hmm. beth phoenix in in 2006 with the exception of natalia was the only person on that roster, women on that roster, that was doing her darnest to, to do that. Yeah. I don't care. You could put Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool in your fucking battle rose all you want. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do shit. No. You know, oh, and Victoria was also on there, too. But Victoria, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Victoria was always fucking hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had the fucking leg injury all the time. Uh, but uh, Beth Phoenix... Is one of those women too that undoubtedly could go with with the men. We talked about that in the show too. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at somebody like a Tony Storm or Tessa Blanchard. You know, Beth Phoenix was that type of women wrestler, and to in in her in her heyday, if you will. Um, out of those, you, you're dealing with an aging Rey Mysterio, who's probably juiced up and and not you know a powerhouse that doesn't know how to be a powerhouse. You have Shawn Michaels, who has only a couple years left of his career left. Yeah. It's pretty much just coasting off that. Great Khali can't fucking walk. Uh, Randy Orton is not in this tournament, or not in, in 2008 for us. And and then Cody Rhodes, who just it hasn't found, figured it out yet. <laughs> right. So who are we to say, you know, take out a woman? Our only reason would be is, oh, she's a woman. And we're not doing that because we respect women wrestling. Yeah. And Beth Phoenix was at the prime of her career in 2008. Why wouldn't it be fitting to have Beth Phoenix representing 2008 out of those guys? Absolutely. So Beth Phoenix easily, yep. easily, in my opinion, takes 2008. Fight me on that one. <laughs> you can hate tweet us on Twitter at 20x20crew. Although, I don't know why you would. I mean, we're making a lot of sense here. Uh, I, I I would be interested at the argument. Yeah. But uh gotta tell you, if you're if you if you don't agree with us on Beth Phoenix, you're fucking wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Nolan Void. Uh that leads to two thousand nine, which was the Survivor series that was dubbed to be the final one. 
Survivor Series was actually <laughs> losing money. Uh, and well, the Miz is on the card, so that, that explains. yeah, it doesn't help. That doesn't. Help. He's a great heel. He's a really good heel. You know what, man? Shut up. I, yeah, no, that's that that's a that's another debate for another podcast or another episode, I should say. I will say this really quick. There was a point in time where I actually liked the Miz. So let that sink in, fellas, yeah. and, and, or people, anyone listening, you know. But uh, back on the subject, our sole survivors for 2009 in this uh, this potentially last Survivor Series, uh, we have Drew McIntyre, a young Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, the Miz, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston, Molina, and Mickey James. By the way, we didn't, we forgot to mention it did take place from the Verizon Center in Washington D.C. Yes. Um. All right. So let's 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 uh, let's take it out. First person eliminated is the Miz. Yes. No, I mean, this is this is 2009 Miz, and and I do I do kind of like him a little bit at this point, but um, Miz and uh, and Molina. Go on. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, that leaves Drew McIntyre, Sheamus. Kofi Kingston and Mickey James. Now, I know who my wife would tell me to pick. <laughs> Actually, it would be a tie because she loves both Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. She has a thing for accents. Oh, okay. So that's that's a good reason to pick somebody. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mickey James is one of those that uh, I, I think at this point the the uh, the buzz around her is kind of gone. You know. Oh yeah. You know, you look at like mid two thousands. That was kind of her her time. Not that she's bad here, but this was kind of like her last hurrah in WWE for a while until she makes a return. Uh, she's one of those that I feel like that could go. Yeah, I mean, even now, I, I yeah. think she's one of definitely one of the staples of the women's roster. Yeah. Um, but out of the three, uh, she out of the four. It's between her and, and Kofi, and I, I'm a huge Kofi fan, but uh, at, at no point is Kofi like a standout guy. No, and mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because he's got he's got the wrestling ability, but uh, I will eliminate Mickey James and then Kofi Kingston, and I would have Drew McIntyre and Sheamus as my final two. And for me, as much as I want to say Drew McIntyre. 2009 Sheamus was, I think, probably the best Sheamus that we've had. Um, he's he's more physical. He's violent, which kind of goes with the physicality. And uh, there's definitely um, a drive in him that you don't see anymore. Yeah, there's that. There's a little more. There's a lot more passion in 2009. And of course, he's also younger. Well, you got to remember too. Like he was like that, and then. He, you know, he basically, um, the turning point for him with the company was when they just kind of, they're like, hey, you're here and, you know, we don't have a title for you or anything yeah. like that. And then you could see, you visibly see a change in him and he hasn't been the same since. Right. Um, and, and this, I say this knowing full well he's with Cesaro as part of the bar and they've had much success as a tag team. Sure. And I'm not, I'm, tag yeah, and, and I'm not shitting on that. I, I think it, I think they're a decent tag team, but he's still not the same Sheamus. Yeah, I agree. So I agree with you. Uh, for my money, yeah, Sheamus takes 09. She- Sheamus takes 09. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Moving right along to this 
Currents decade. <laughs> as we see Wade Barrett under the poster for 2010. Yeah, we're back at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. On my birthday in 2010, November 21st. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. And our survivors to choose from are... If I'm not mistaken, Rey Mysterio and The Big Show. That's it. Just those two. Um, well, there. For for if that's the case, then we don't have a match. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat back down for no reason. Well. <laughs> yeah, Big Show was taken in 1999. Therefore, he cannot be taken in 2010. Oh, but we didn't choose Mysterio, yeah. So Mysterio wins by default. Yeah, Mysterio's, Mysterio's still in there. So there you go. Way. Hi, way. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray Mysterio is the representative for 2010. All right. Uh, you know, there could be worse guys that win by default, and there have been. <laughs> so that's it's not the worst. So, uh, we're going to, before we move right along, we're going to take another break. Okay. And hopefully pay some more bills. Yeah, so, a lot of bills this week. Yeah, we do. Sit and stay tuned, guys. This episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Again, thanks always for supporting the show. Thank you, thank you. Again, we are back here. This is episode 39 and 40, and we are doing our ultimate Survivor Series Soul Survivor Tournament for you fantasy booking the entire thing from the last 32 years of Survivor Series. And we are... Pretty easy. <laughs> we are currently on 2011, and uh, that is emanating from the garden. Again, from the Madison Square Garden in New York City, November 20th, 2011. And uh, we only have two, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Two sole survivors to choose from in the yes. form of Cody Rhodes and Wade Barrett, who happen to be teammates as part of Team Barrett for this, this event. Yeah, I don't remember the storyline, but it was Team Barrett versus Team Orton. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Cody Rhodes and Wade Barrett are the co-survivors. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, who do you got? Because you got you got a Wade Barrett that is continuously being teased as like this next world champion, but never quite gets there. No, he doesn't. And then he leaves the company eventually. And uh, you know what? I I know I know at at some point there was uh, there was information out there stating that it had something to do with John Cena. No surprise. No there. surprise, right? So. Uh, 
on that note, uh, only because uh, I'm I'm still not impressed with Cody Rhodes at this point. I'm gonna go with Wade Barrett. I agree. I you know I'm I I like Cody Rhodes, and I always you know I'm watching it. I'm like, man, he's gonna be he's the future of this business. But it's frustrating, right? It's so frustrating to see him go through just years of his life yeah. working for a company and he's just stuck doing the same fucking bullshit. And this is before Stardust. Right, right. And all that shit. So we haven't even reached the worst part of it. So Cody Rhodes <laughs> virtually has no shot at, at for the foreseeable future of being, at least, I mean, as far as this tournament goes. Right. So Wade Barrett, I think, is the... Uh, is the easy pick, even though you know you look at it in hindsight, Cody Rhodes is the, the far better wrestler out of yeah. the two, mm-hmm. but not there yet. So, uh, next up is Survivor Series 2012, which was sponsored by Kmart. Um, we all know where that's going. <laughs> so, I, I have a Kmart that's uh, like two minutes from my house, and not uh, for long, not for long, yeah. So, um Hopefully they turn it into a farmer fleet. Farmer fleet, so I can get my live chickens. Live chickens. In case, in case you didn't know, you can get live chickens on Black Friday. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> no, this is a sad thing. You're absolutely right. <laughs> go, to, excuse me. Go to farmerfleet.com for your live chickens. Um, this was, uh, the 2012 Survivor Series was held at Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, which I don't think it's Banker's Life Fieldhouse anymore. I don't remember. But, uh, nonetheless, we are, um, we have a, a, a plethora of survivors here this year, including Rey Mysterio, which he's automatically out because we picked him for 2010. Uh, Sin Justin Gabriel, Tyson Kidd, and Dolph Ziggler. How do you okay. feel about 2012's Dolph Ziggler? 2012 Dolph Ziggler, uh, to me, this is... I don't know where, where his contract lies, but I'm pretty sure this is before he signs the uh, lay on your back and get paid for it. So... <laughs> I still think there's a dry within uh, the show-off, if you will. Uh, I think, too, this is like right around the time that he was hooking up with uh, AJ Lee and, and Big E. And they were doing that uh, tandem. Because I think he won the world title that year. Yeah. It might have really... been, been 2013. I'm not sure. No, I think you're right. I think okay. he did win. So, uh, to me, this is from order of, of elimination by way of, of, of deserving. Uh, Justin Gabriel first. Yeah. Um, I would go... I would go uh, Sin Cara next because the... I don't even know if this is Mystico that's in in this bio or if it's the, the, the Sin Cara that we have now. Yeah, I don't know either. So that's why he goes next. Okay. And even if it is Mystico, he never lived up to the hype. True. Uh, because it's WWE. It's not <laughs> really not him. It's his fault. Uh, and then Tyson Kidd, I would get rid of second, uh, last. Uh, Tyson Kidd is going to be one of those guys, unfortunately, plagued by injuries. But even before that, he's plagued by the company that he works for because a hell of a talent that's never going to get over. 
uh, including in our tournament, I, I got Dolph Ziggler because agreed. He's and, the and hottest I, thing. If I'm not mistaken, Tyson Kidd was also uh, had issues with John Cena. Who hasn't had issues with John you know, Cena? So. You, you know, it's funny. <laughs> so real, real quick, segue. actually, actually, that's why he's not in our fantasy tournament because John Cena got to us. Yeah, John Cena <laughs> said nope. Between him and uh, Triple H, man, there's a big ass hole that's been big. <laughs> but real, real funny here. So, 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 Daniel Bryan, real quick in the, the WWE showcase for the new 2K game. Okay, which is a fun game, by the way. I, I do recommend buying it. Uh, uh, or at least checking it out some way, shape, or form. But anyways, so Daniel Bryan talks for before each match, and he mentions being fired from the WWE twice. Okay. The first time was like in the early 2000s. They didn't have anything for him. Right. And so he went and did the whole independent scene. And then, you know, he does NXT, which he pokes fun of, and he says how stupid it was and all that stuff. And then, like, shortly after that, he says, I was, but I was fired for a second time. And he never says why. But if anybody <laughs> that knows why knows that it, it had everything to do with John Cena. Yeah. He didn't like the way that Daniel Bryan uh, pretty much did him during the uh, the Nexus invasion. And uh, he put his two cents in and he got his way and Daniel Bryan got fired. Wow. So apparently when you're, <laughs> when you're told to make an impact, by impact means don't do anything mean to John Cena. Oh, so, man. Yeah, John Cena got his feelings hurt, and he he had Daniel Bryan fired. So yeah, who has had a problem with John Cena? But um, <laughs> I like John Cena's chances of winning this tournament. I really do. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a little foreshadowing right there. Um, man, I can see. I just want to see like what we would do if John Cena takes on Hogan. Well, I'm excited because. Uh, I, we haven't mentioned this officially until now, but obviously we're going through the preliminaries and we're assigning all of our combatants for the tournament. Yes. But that first round, or each round, uh, we're going to randomize. We're going to use an actual randomizer. Yeah, the brackets will be randomized. Yeah, they'll so. be randomized. So I, I really am interested to see who John Cena gets, <laughs> gets paired up with. Oh, man. So, yeah... Um, so it, 2012 is complete, and uh, it, it's, I think, agreed. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. Ziggler takes 2012. So 2013 is uh, is next, and also sponsored by Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't have any money, because they, they spend it all on sponsoring. There you WWE. go. Uh, TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, home of your Celtics. There you go. Uh, hello, Boston. Uh, your this this one this one's interesting. This one, yeah, this, this gonna, one's interesting too. It's gonna be very interesting. So, we have the sole survivor of Roman Reigns. Okay. And then we have the co-survivors of Natalia and Nikki Bella. <laughs> what do we do about this one? Uh, provided Nikki Bella doesn't hurt anyone in the process, we eliminate her. Hopefully she doesn't hurt anybody on the way out of the building. Yeah. So, yeah, Nikki Bella, immediately get the hell out of here. Uh, for me, this is, um, again, this is kind of like the whole Beth Phoenix thing all over again. So yeah. You, you have Natalia, and you have a, a 2013 Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, what do you do about that? 
I don't know. Uh, this this is probably the first time I'm I'm kind of stumped here for sure, as as uh, to what to do. So for, for pick. I'm sorry. That's for, for for me, I'm I'm not I'm not as stumped. And okay. I'll t- and I'll tell you why. Please. 2013 was so so Natalia is has always been talented, but 2013 compared to let's say 2008, Natalia is is not. Is not as impressive in 2013. That's fair to say. Roman Reigns, if we remember, was rising at a very hot rate in 2013. Um, he was he was doing he was doing different moves. He was he was a, obviously a big guy that was doing moves that a lot of big guys don't do. And I remember very well. In 2013, talking to Mr. Wrestling Six, I was like, and I was like, and I had, I'm, I'm gonna say it again here in 2018 as I did in 2013. I'm not saying that he is this guy or he is as good as this guy at that point or at any point, but he reminded me in 2013 as the Undertaker in his prime, and by that I mean you have a big guy that is doing things that a guy who is almost seven feet tall shouldn't be able to shouldn't do. be able to do. And uh, you know, I, I saw him jump over the top rope. The when he first did the drive by, people don't understand how hard the drive by is. That that drop kick onto the apron. Mm-hmm. That's that apron's pretty damn tall. Yeah, <laughs> and he's clearing it, and, and and not only that, but he's landing flush on his back on that hard ass apron. Yeah, I, I mean, it, the what the guy was doing, he wasn't doing Superman punch or the Superman punch. I don't think he was really doing it at all. For the most part, I think he maybe yeah. once in a while, but you know we're still talking about the shield. The shield uh, was still very much a thing during the the good times of the shield. To me, it's not about Roman Reigns being much larger than Natalia. It's about Roman Reigns being better in 2013 than Natalia. Wrong time for Natalia, in my opinion. I, I go Roman Reigns. You've sold me. We, we can do Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? Yeah. Roman Reigns, it's unanimous. Uh, again, all due respect to Natalia, Roman Reigns wins, represents 2013. 2014, still Kmart. Of course, they're not sole sponsors anymore. It's not Mattel and Mountain Dew. Kickstarter. Oh, that's three years in a row, man. Three years in a row, yeah. Uh, this takes place at the Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri on November 23rd, 2014. And... We have, uh, oh, we have a whole team and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. So we have Team Fox, which consists of Alicia Fox, Emma, Naomi, and Natalia. And then you also have Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph Ziggler immediately eliminated because we chose him for a prior year. Yes. So we, we are officially going to have another woman participant. Yeah. Uh, so Emma obviously is um, Tennille Dashwood. Yes. For those of you who don't know, who is current as of this recording is uh, part of Ring of Honor. Yes, and the Women of Honor. Um, and other independent and uh, yeah, circuits, other independent uh, companies. Um, you have Alicia Fox, Naomi, and Natalia. So again, here we're in 2014. Not necessarily a stellar year for Natalia. Um, to be honest with you, I I don't remember where 
the other three were really at in their careers at this time. So you might be able to um, shed a little more light on the subject as opposed to me. Um, I'm trying to remember 2014 as well. I, I can tell you right now, Alicia Fox is gone. Okay. Uh, she's never... Sorry, she's never going to be a, a top tier in my eyes. Okay. Uh, Emma, if if I'm not mistaken, I think she... This is this is heel Emma now. Okay. This is when she first starts, it's all about me kind of thing. Uh, but she still does, by the way. But uh, I think this is heel Emma, but still... Not being taken seriously, I think she's at the ver- she's she's doing she's because she does the heel thing, and then she gets sent down to NXT to kind of reestablish herself, and then that, gets called okay. back up. I I vaguely remember that. So I, I I take Emma out, and Naomi again. She's I know she's a former SmackDown Women's Champion, but she's one of those that never really quite did it for me. So I think by default, those are your options. Natalia wins because of that. Okay. And, and I agree. I, 2014 isn't the most impressive year for Natalia, but given the lack of competition... Yeah, well, you, I mean, and, and again, it's not like she's a slouch either. No, so. I, I, out of the four, I think any day of the week, Natalia... Yeah. Or any, any any year, Natalia would be better. I mean, you look at Tenille Dashwood now, she gave her a run for money, but WWE Tenille Dashwood... Not so not much. Not so much, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, All right, 2014 belongs to Natalia. There you go. So it, it, it's it's fitting. It's fitting. Uh, leads us to Survivor Series 2015, which took place from the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Was, I believe that's the first time it's reached uh, Atlanta or Georgia at all. Yes. So uh, there you go. Uh, Survivors. There was two Survivor Series matches. Survivors you have... And the first match were, were, were both Dudley boys, Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley, as well as Goldust and Titus O'Neil. And then in the second Survivor Series match, you have Ryback, Kalisto, and Jey Uso. Interesting, interesting bunch. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're gonna have guys. You have you have here seven guys that probably wouldn't be in, in a lot of people's. Brackets in a tournament. <laughs> Not saying that they're bad, but you just generally wouldn't have them. So let's let's start eliminating. Who 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 do we take out first? Um, I you know what I'm going to say uh, right off the bat, probably Titus O'Neil. Only because he's although he's a big guy, he's he's kind of awkward. He's aw- he is awkward, and uh, for for him, it's it's that. Diamond Dallas Page career, yeah, yeah, but didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah, he started way <laughs> too old, and it just it just didn't work out. So, Tyus O'Neill, uh, don't uh, don't fall on your way out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I always think it's like the the only good thing about the Greatest Royal Rumble was was him falling, was almost sliding under the fucking ring. That was great. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so that gives you both Dudleys. You got Goldust, Ryback, Kalisto, and Jey Uso. I'm also going to get rid of Jey Uso only because uh, I think time has proven that he's truly only really effective as part of a tag team. Yeah. And if his brother's not there, forget about it. Not a singles uh, standout, so I agree. Uh, I'm also going to get rid of Goldust because it's 2015 Goldust, and he's just kind of... Shuffling along, 
Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had he had a good run in 2014 when him and Cody took the tag titles, but uh, that's uh, that's now long gone. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, sorry, Goldust gone. Uh, so like, this is our final four of the Dudley Boys, Ryback and Kalisto. Being that the Dudley Boys are in there together still, I I think this spells bad news for Kalisto. So I say Kalisto's out. Kalisto's just having a hot 2014. By I the way. I know yeah. I know. Two time uh, United States champion, which still surprises the hell out of me. Really? That they gave him that title. Why? 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 Because it's Kalisto. He's he's a he's a luchador. He's a mass wrestler in 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 the WWE, and that usually spells no success. Yeah, that that's true. Maybe uh, maybe they were Jones for some Rey Mysterio and they couldn't have it. Yeah, could, maybe could be. But yeah, it, it just surprises me because usually guys like Kalisto don't succeed yeah. in that company. So that's why, because he he had a great NXT run with Sin Cara, and and I figured that they're just gonna do that. And uh, but but <laughs> but the Ascension <laughs> thing where. They're going to be jobbers, and they were, yeah. but uh, Kalisto actually gets a legit run. But uh, I'm okay with Kalisto being out. I wasn't going to have him win anyway. So. And then you've got uh, so, so you've got Ryback and both of the Dudleys. And again, I think because both of the both of the Dudleys are still in there, I think Ryback takes the short end of the stick on this one. The only thing I can say about that is that this is 2015 Dudley boys, and they. They treated them like shit. <laughs> they they made them look like complete fucking jokes. Uh, and Ryback, they were all over his nuts. That, however, yeah. however, I will say this: Ryback was like the Braun Strowman of I feel like a long time ago now, of twenty fifteen. Yeah, where he was dominant, but he never won the big match. Yeah. So, Ryback, goodbye. <laughs> That leaves us with both of the Dudley boys, and uh, you know what? For my money, I think Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray was always the more successful singles yeah, wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is coming off of being a former world heavyweight champion in other companies, whether WWE wants to recognize it or not. Or not. <laughs> Bubba Ray takes 2015. I I got no problem with that. All right. Heading into 2016. Uh, which uh, emanates from the Air Canada Center in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, November 20th of 2016. <laughs> the tagline here is, Fantasy Warfare Just Got Real. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, 2016 has a laundry list of Soul Survivors. Uh, right off the bat, we're going to eliminate Randy Orton because we've already used him. Also, we're going to eliminate Sheamus because he has also already already chosen. Yes. That leaves us with Bray Wyatt, Cesaro, Bailey, and Charlotte Flair. So we're already down to Man, four. That's some good. This is a good competition <laughs> right here. Um. Yeah, I. This one. This one's definitely interesting. Cesaro. I'm trying to think. Was he was he uh, just a single star at the time? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bar didn't uh, didn't take place. Since, oh, wait, this is 2016. They might. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, no, they they were they were they were a tag team. Yeah, they were a tag team. So yeah, Cesaro and, and the bar. I don't know if they were calling themselves the bar, but but they were a tag team. They were definitely a tag team at this point. So Cesaro is a tag team wrestler at this point, and um, I don't know. I, I hate to eliminate Cesaro. I really do. But uh, I will eliminate. Honestly, for me, I eliminate Bailey first. Um, strictly because, let's face facts here, her run in NXT and her run in WWE are two totally different things. Oh yeah, yep. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's if it's the the lack of of character she has. I mean, her wrestling her wrestling style seems to have changed too. I don't know if it's the injuries that have changed. Could her, be, but could be. I'm not excited when I see Bailey anymore, and. Uh, so I, I would I would get rid of her first and, and and quite honestly, at this point I would drop Bray Wyatt over Cesaro too, because Bray Wyatt at this point I mean you don't know what the fuck's going on with him he's, yeah, he's jumped around so much you're right not as strong as suit well this could also be the uh, the time where he started to have differences with the company and yeah yeah. I know there was uh well the other obvious the the elephant in the room here is his divorce his divorce, divorce is going on so and the affair that he had with uh, with JoJo that was a, a pretty big deal <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, you know, for those of you who don't know so someone on Twitter had asked Bray why like hey how did someone like you get someone like JoJo and he simply replied with. Because I'm the fucking man, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Uh, all right, I'm 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 on board with that uh, definitely because Bray Wyatt is not the the beast he once was. He's right. going through too much shit to to concentrate and focus. Yeah. To uh, to to apply his craft correctly, so we are left with uh, Cesaro and Charlotte Flair. Go ahead and give me your pick because I, I have mine in my head. Man, you know, Cesaro's no slouch. You and I have been watching him for quite some time. Claudio. <laughs> uh, but uh, Charlotte Flair isn't either. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. I, th- I think she's, uh, she's a little more fucking relentless than he is. 2016 was, so far, the year of Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very rarely you see somebody coming to the wrestling business with little experience. And you look at her, oh, she's a legacy. She ain't going to be much. Because let's face facts. Ric Flair's other kids, or other one of his other kids was terrible. And then the other one, unfortunately, didn't get uh, didn't get a lot of time because of, uh, because of his passing. And you think, Charlotte Flair just can't, can't be anything. She can't be anything. She's just, she's just a legacy. She's proven since day one that she is a force to be reckoned with. And I know I've had my problems with Charlotte taking all the titles and everything like that. <laughs> you know, but uh, 2016 was the year for Charlotte Flair. She was my pick that I put in my head before you said it. I love Cesaro. I, unfortunately, you know, as much as I like the bar... Unfortunately, I think he's he's always going to be stuck with being a tag team specialist or a mid carter, um, unless he leaves the company. Hopefully, <laughs> but, 
But uh, as far again, I'm ba- I said as I said going back to, to 1987, I'm basing it off of their in-ring performances and where they're at in that in their respective year. Charlotte Flair overtakes Cesaro. Uh, she's having more. Of a, she's having such a hot hot year that yeah, year. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair all day represents 2016. All right, and uh, that's your third female. That's, yeah. that's your third female. So that's awesome. So 2017, we're moving right along. This was, so this was the last Survivor Series to take place uh, in its entirety, um, as far as predicting. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. Uh, from where we're from, where we stand at. Yes. Uh, Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Is where awesome venue, by place. the way. Yeah. Yeah. You been there? Yes. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, so here are your. Survivors, you have Asuka, another female. You have Braun Strowman. Braun. Yeah, that, that guy, that glug. <laughs> and then you have Triple H, who is not competing in this year because he's already been picked. He was picked in 2007. So <laughs> that leaves Asuka versus Braun versus Strowman. Braun Strowman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um... The shit we get ourselves into. Yeah, we're, we're stuck in a rut in this one, man. You know what? Okay, so... Braun Strowman, you know... Obviously, if you listen to the show... He's not... He's definitely not a favorite of ours. He, it, it's just, it's such a fucking clusterfuck of a conundrum. Because... As green and unseasoned as, as he is... He shouldn't have the success that he's had, but he's over with a bunch of you fans, and I don't get it. Yeah. I don't. But hey, more power to you. Go get those hands, or, or, or whatever. Monster among yeah. men. <laughs> uh, he's teamed with Asuka, and it's not Asuka NXT Asuka, or Asuka from a different promotion, it's main roster Asuka. So... That's that's my my gripe here, and unfortunately, I think <laughs> I think uh, Strowman takes it, whether whether I like it or not. So you had asked me <laughs> why uh, why I was so surprised by Kalisto winning the United States title, and it's the same thing, same reasoning that I would give. Any, any surprise of being a uh, for Oscar being a champion because here you have a wrestler that doesn't fit the scope of Vince McMahon and usually just like Mexican wrestlers don't are not are generally not successful in WWE Asian wrestlers I should say not just Mexican Latino wrestlers mm-hmm. Asian wrestlers are also usually unsuccessful in the WWE. And again, I've, I've always heard the the argument of uh, of um, Alberto Del Rio or uh, who's the current uh, Intercontinental or United States Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I said, you're right, but you're also picking a few guys here what they're called outliers as okay. far as your statistics go sure you're gonna have those 
generally speaking, I you know out of every one successful Latino wrestler, I can name at least ten that are unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Asians. Here you have Asuka who dominated the uh, the NXT uh, roster until she got hurt. Yeah, gets called up to the main roster, and even at this point, she's undefeated. Yeah, she's undefeated. Keep that in mind. Yep. But you know what? She, her undefeated streak reminds me of Tatankas. <laughs> it means absolutely <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you're undefeated, but you didn't accomplish anything. Nothing. You know. Again, I, this is not the same. Th- I, I'm not trying to make this one one of these episodes where I'm ranting and raving here, but <laughs> here you are again, Charlotte Flair, Oscar, Charlotte Flair, streak title, and of course Charlotte Flair has to win the match. Yep, ends the streak and everything that was good about Oscar, uh, even on the main roster, is completely dead, and now she's just a goofy Asian that dances around in a mask. Yeah, so. Uh, as much as I hate it, honestly, you could put the the, the gobbly gooker in there, <laughs> and he'd probably be more successful than Oscar. And that's just because they treat her like fucking shit. But they pay her well, so she sticks around. Yep. So, yeah, Braun Strowman by default. Yeah, I'm saying by default. Yeah, by default. He is uh, he's representing 2017, and I really fucking love his chances of winning this tournament. <laughs> so, because honestly, out of the entire group of, of guys and girls, most I like, but there's there's still some that I just like. Fuck, we gotta put them in there. I take John Cena and Hogan any day of the week oh, before man. this asshole. So, <laughs> and we know how hard that is for me to do. So, anyways, moving on. WWE Survivor Series 2018 from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. So, you would... Obviously, this isn't a live podcast. No, it's not. And we have to do... Yeah. (laughs) And we have to do things um, a little earlier than what they're being released, of course. Sometimes, yeah. So... Admittedly, we don't have a complete card. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We don't have a complete card for Survivor Series, but we're going to go based off what we have. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair to me. That's about all we can do. So, it leaves it open. Competing, only ones that are competing in Survivor Series matches. That's what we're keeping it. That's our only rule here. Yes. Uh, we got Dolph Ziggler, who is out. Right. You got Drew McIntyre. Braun Strowman, who is out. The Miz, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, who is out, Samoa Joe, Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, there's Asuka again, uh, you have Jimmy and Jay Uso, and then all three members of the New Day, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, thus far. Oh, uh, no, there's more. There's more? Yes, uh, Authors of Pain. Well, those are, that's a tag team match. Oh, it's just... Okay, yeah. my bad. I take that back. That's not good. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, that's it then. That's what you got. So, it's not a bad list. I mean, there's some bad in there, but yeah. it's not a bad list. Uh, I could tell you already who I want. Everybody else can go to hell. <laughs> I, I think I know. So, go ahead and let them know. Uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe? Yes. 
The only the the only counter that I have to that, and it's not the obvious one that some people might be thinking, uh, is is currently Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah, okay, I, yeah. That's Drew, Mac- fair. Drew That's McIntyre fair. Is, is is a fucking beast right now. He is, yeah. Um, the beast of Raw versus the beast of just, SmackDown. Just think where he would have been if he had not got hurt. Yeah. I think he would have been like ten times better. Yeah. You know. As as much as as I agree with you about Drew McIntyre, I still pick Samoa Joe. Um, why not Daniel Bryan? Um, I I love Daniel Bryan. I I love him to the point where I wish he wouldn't have come back for this company. Yeah, I think he's being wasted, and let's face it, he's watered down Daniel Bryan. And and, and the same argue, the same argument could be put towards Samoa Joe as well. And I get that. Right. right but right. the matches he's had as of late with AJ Styles, um, it's a it's it's a little bit of a resurgence or return to the Samoa Joe that you and I both love. Yeah. And that's why I put him over Drew McIntyre. So Daniel Bryan, of course, obviously we're both huge fans of him. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with Daniel Bryan not being picked. Uh, unfortunately, because I love to see him in this tournament, there's a lot of dream matches that you can put him in. But as far as 2018 is concerned, I can't do it. I just can't because he is on borrowed time, being wasted in this company, and this is also post uh, the Saudi Arabian show Crown Jewel, as I forgot the name of it, uh, where he is now potentially on punishment. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? Yeah, we don't know when when we'll see him. I mean, he's scheduled for the card, but that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Um, as far as the the women, it's it's a no for for me because none of them are legit contenders. Sonya Deville is getting better, but she still needs work. And in Asuka, same thing as I've said in twenty seventeen. Uh, Usos and New Day. As much as I love Kofi Kingston. Uh, you know, no dice for any of those guys. Uh, obviously, Rey Mysterio's out, as I said. Dolph Ziggler's out. Braun Strowman's out. The Miz is a piece of shit. Um, no Shane McMahon either. No thanks. Well, I was gonna say I'm disappointed. You, you're not gonna go with the best in the world. <laughs> you know, no chance, huh? Yeah, no chance in hell. <laughs> um, the best wrestler in the world, not no, not gonna represent 2018, huh? You know, so that's a whole other podcast. You know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to get into we've, it. We've done so many yeah, where I'm, it's just like... <laughs> I'm not. I'm we've not we've, we've created so many podcast yeah. episodes, and this is just one episode here. Um, I said I had an argument saved, but you know I can't even use it because <laughs> the difference between Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe is that Drew McIntyre spends way too much time on the outside of the ring Come, you know, being the the manager or the the guy looking out for Dolph Ziggler, get his ass in the ring. Why why are we wasting this talent? I don't know. Why does this guy spend so much time on the outside? He he wears wrestling gear, but he never wrestles. So even a watered down Samoa Joe, there's no contest here. Samoa Joe, twenty eighteen. That rounds out our complete list of participants in our fantasy Ultimate Survivor Series tournament. And with that, it's it's been an extra long episode. We thank you for hanging in there. Really quick, we're gonna we're gonna give you some social media info, and then we're getting the hell out of here. 
Uh-huh. Don't forget, we are going to uh, randomize this tournament. Yeah. And then, for your participation, we're going to post it on our Facebook group. We're going to randomize yeah, the you. tournament, and uh, we're going to uh, post it on Facebook and social media for you to peruse yourself and and participate with us. Uh, kind of like... Kind of like March Madness brackets, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, you let us know what you think. So uh, you can do that over on Facebook, facebook.com slash 20x20crew. We are also on Facebook. Um, come join our group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. You can hate tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. Uh, we are also on Instagram at 20x20crew. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Go check out our, our exclusive YouTube content in the form of the following contest where we fantasy book even more stuff. Yeah, we basically do what we do tonight. So. <laughs> and uh, you can do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Um, you can also email us 20x20crew at gmail.com if you feel the need to. Obviously, we would love your guys' feedback. Uh, don't be shy. We definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about our picks. Uh, and who you would have picked. So, and of course, our home always on the web is 20x20crew.com. I am Joe. This is, has been Matt. And until next time in the official round one, we will see, see you in the, the ring. ring.